Welcome to the Audio Up News Network Friday edition. I am more than happy to welcome back my partner in crime, Liam Farrell from Brooklyn. What's up, dude? What's going on, Zach? Not much. In this shit storm of a country we're living in right now, Trump, who we also, we've decided we call him this motherfucker from now on. We don't call him Trump anymore. This motherfucker tweeted, defunding the police will be a field day for rapists and criminals, to which I have to say, so you're going to have a great day then. After yeah, it's right? done, you know? Yeah, uh, speak your mind, man. The thing I'm curious about is, is why do they always say they'll have a field day? Yeah, a like field this? day. Yeah, what is that? They're going to go run some track and field like calisthenics to see who places in first place in their sixth grade class? <laughs> exactly. Like, are, are carjackers having a potato sack race against bank robbers? <laughs> and yeah. go. Winner gets pizza. <laughs> home, yeah, exactly. Home invasion, home run derby. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing to see what this motherfucker tweets online, but what also is kind of disturbing is what celebrities tweet during these times. I don't know if you saw yesterday, Thursday, there was another tone deaf celebrity video that came out. It was like my, my man, Aaron Paul and Julianne Moore was in it. And like Kristen Bell and a bunch of other people I don't really know. And they were, you know, I, they, I can't tell all these people apart anymore, but there's just a big parade of white people saying very dramatically, I take responsibility for all my actions. It was very criticized. I saw that, but I thought that was a new Netflix series that was going to drop. I didn't realize that was an actual protest. <laughs> it might be, actually. I think uh, all those guys are just, maybe that, maybe you're right. Maybe that was all scripted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Season one starts July 24th. I like that. uh, Fragility. What's funny is how everyone during the week last week was tweeting Black Lives Matter. You know, let's let's all come together. We have to fight for this and equality and defund the police. And then this week, it's right back to ass selfies and watch my stand up comedy bit. Mm -hmm. Took about four days before, you know, Sarah Silverman posted herself in like a bikini. I was like, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think people got um, exhausted from virtue signaling for a couple of days straight. So, you know, they're just back on the grind. Uh, I did notice the first day of the protests, Jim Gaffigan, the great Jim Gaffigan. I was in a movie with him. I got a shout out to my friend. But he put up something like, hey, sorry about what's going on. Enjoy this bit about hotel pools I wrote. And within, within 15 minutes, it was taken down. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's sort of like read the room, you know. Did he replace it with anything? Yeah, he, I think he put up a different Black Lives Matter post or, you know, something. But I've already unfollowed him. I canceled him already by then. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, know? you're right about read the room. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, we have a guy who's been calling in. He says, hey, I am unable to read the room guy. Um, should we get this guy on the phone? Or what do you think this guy's all about? Unable to read the room guy. Yeah, I'm excited. Talk right, to listen, him. man, I got a couple TV right, ideas I want to throw by you guys. Hey, right. welcome. Uh, unable to read the room guy. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, uh, great. So um, just heads up, we're trying to avoid anything order. with uh, white people in it. Uh, what's All right, what about this one? We do a remake of that movie, Soul Man. You ever see that movie? Hilarious. Uh, yeah, Amazing. pass on that one. Well, this is more of a reality show, history channel kind of thing. Uh, I hope you're joking. We do a TV show celebrating. Um, Ready? You got one more? Confederate soldiers statues. Uh, 
get out of my office. Unable to read the room, guy, everybody. Wow. <laughs> what a pill, dude. That dude sucked. <laughs> read yeah. the room, buddy. Read, uh, read the room. Read the room. It's amazing how many people just don't understand how putting up something on social media is completely inappropriate at certain times. Read the room guy. Wow, that dude had some great ideas. He, uh, I mean, they canceled cops. I guess he's just trying to get cops back on the air. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for trying. It's like the longest running reality TV show of yeah. all time, isn't it? Yeah, why not? He's like, well, here's an idea. It's not on the air anymore. It's funny because I, on the la- I think Wednesday's episode, I said it only took a murderous cop killing a man for them to take that off the air. What's it going to take for us to get the masked singer off the air? Do I need to rob a bank in a ninja panda costume? Oh, God, I hope so. Maybe uh, try to think of who's on that show. Um, uh, Jenny McCarthy, maybe? I, I, I don't know. Gronk? Yeah, maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll single out Jenny McCarthy and frame her for a horrific crime in her costume, and then we can cancel that show. Get rid of it. That show's terrible. It's funny because the four judges are guessing, like, a super A-list talent as the people underneath the mask. You know, like the guy comes out and starts dancing and they're like, Zac Efron, no, The Rock, The Rock. And then it turns out to be like, you know, Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Jackson. No, (laughs) Ah, Michael B. Jordan. It's Michael B. Jordan. No, it's uh, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. Yeah, the... uh, Again, read the room. You know, if you're, if you're on a show where, you know, they're probably paying those guys a grand to dance in the costume, you're not going to get Michael B. Jordan. Mm-mm. Know your audience. Read it. Anyway. anyway. I think the, the unable to read the room guy mentioned his last pitch was something about statues. Um, did Sat- you hear about a lot this going on. I have a lot going on with statues uh, everywhere. Um, Confederate soldier statues getting pushed down across the nation. What are you hearing? Yeah, uh, I heard that, but I also heard, you know, my word on the street um, is that some of the local police down south have said that no monuments were actually torn down, either tripped or they had a, a pre-existing condition that caused them to fall uh-huh. over violently. That's hilarious. Of There's course, because... Sides to every story. Right, just like that 75-year-old man in Buffalo who had a pre-existing condition, fell over, and was violently accosting those cops. Yeah, we're pulling for you, man. Yeah, so the so the statues, they are agitate. What do they call? What do you say? Aggressive agitators. Is that the word? Yeah, I mean when I this motherfucker used. I think so. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker. And, and when I look at that guy, I just see all the um, um, the danger and immediate threat um, that he posed. Um, so, oh man! You know, two, yeah. yeah, that guy's rolling in with like a pocket full of boner pills and. Yeah, a shuffleboard stick. Oh, he will beat your ass with a shuffleboard stick. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that guy feels better, man. I hope he's doing all right. Sending our love here from the Audio Up News Network. Uh, Meanwhile, my home state of Arizona has exploded with COVID cases uh, since they opened up three or four weeks ago. And now LA is starting to reopen everything. Gyms, uh, movie theaters, restaurants, all opening. So I guess apparently Los Angeles' new COVID plan is just fuck it. Bucket. I mean, that's been a sort of an LA mantra for a while, hasn't it? No, I guess you're right. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, people here just get comfortable. You start hearing the rumors. Oh, we can't live in like over 75 degree heat. Who knows? You know, so it's, obviously it's getting somewhere in Arizona and it's about 102 in Arizona. So screw that. Yeah. Aren't they having like a weather thing right now in, in like Tucson or something? Fire. Damn. They're just trying to burn the whole state down. <laughs> well, prayers up for those guys. That's prayers up. Fam up there, right? Yeah, man. They're doing okay right, right. now. They're not going anywhere. My mom goes to Canasta. <laughs> so I heard your boy Bill Gates was in the news because uh, there's a bunch of theories about this guy. Uh, what'd you hear? Yeah, exactly. Sort of, um, sort of in the news, but more on like the fringes of the web. Um, so he, you know, people are saying that there's this conspiracy theories going around that he has plans to microchip the world population. Um, okay. I think really, you know, he just wants to use his immense wealth to. Uh, you know, help forward um, uh, treatment and whatnot for coronavirus. Um, he said, you know, he finally addressed it to the New York Times. He said, I've never been involved in any microchip type thing. What? Didn't he invent the microchip? Yeah, well, I mean, I got to say, whether it's Microsoft, microchips, or microfries, um, mm. it's not like he needs any of this to track or remove. I mean, we already give him all of our information on social media and smartphones and all that stuff. Are you a face, uh, good point by the way, are you a face recognition guy on your phone or do you like the password? Um, I don't do it for my phone, but I, I know I'm in the system because I did that thing where they analyze your face and turn you into a, an older person. Oh yeah, the minute you did that, you just gave up everything. Your DNA, your bank account, social yeah. security number, your face. It's all part of the world domination. So Bill Gates said, He's not into microchipping. Now, I heard, I read a conspiracy theory. We, we should have conspiracy guy on the show again soon, but oh, I heard sure. that when they do that COVID test, when they stick that thing all the way into your nose, to the back of your throat, they're actually implanting a little microchip there. Oh, mm -hmm. is, is that what they're doing? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering yes. if there's any way that, you know, we can get some hackers to hack into that and give us like super strength or something. Yeah, like maybe next week we'll get a couple hackers and conspiracy theory guy on here. And, you know, some of our yeah. favorite call-in guests exactly. from the Audio Up News Network. Bras. Yeah, please. As many <laughs> uh, other news, NASCAR banning the Confederate flag. And uh, one big of their drivers, big move. Uh, one of their drivers quit. He's like, I don't like the way NASCAR's going. I'm quitting. Well, good riddance to whoever that guy is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, this was a smart move. On it seems like a lot of brands and a lot of institutions are following suit. Um, you know, let's face it: the, the Confederate flag, Confederate monuments—they're basically particip participation trophies. I mean, they lost. <laughs> you know. Right. Anybody has a problem with that, they can come at me. Um, and also, we should also note that there's been a little bit of a concession because NASCAR is still allowing um, the final version of the Confederate flag to be waved at the start of the final lap. Well, that would be the white flag. That meaning, would be the white meaning flag of surrender. surrender. Ah, cue, the, cue the Dido. There will be no white flag upon my NASCAR. Um, yeah, they surrendered. Nice one there. Um, you know, the Confederate flag for years, Leonard Skinnerd, the band, would get on stage with that as their symbol, you know? Yeah. Like that, that was part of their, their thing. I think at one point when I was younger, not knowing what that flag meant, 
I probably wore a stupid Leonard Skinner shirt that said like, you know, um, if you ain't from the South, I'll, you know, kiss my ass or something <laughs> or the South will rise again. You know, one of those, you just don't really, I'm glad they're doing it. It's a step in the right direction and uh, hopefully they take it down at Kid Rock concerts next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was always weird as a kid seeing those guys with the Confederate flag, especially since I, I grew up in upstate New York, you'd still run uh, into it every once in a while, which was bizarre, but it was always like weird dudes that hung out in the park drinking during the day. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause where I grew up in Tucson, it was everywhere. Oh, really? Back of trucks, bumper stickers. Yeah. yeah. It was not a very uh, woke state in the eighties city in the eighties. Um, yeah. But you know, I just had to hide my Judaism from everybody. That's what I had to do going up there. You got, you got Can that. Anyone ever tell you, you got Jew hair. <laughs> <laughs> you just wear like a, a rosary of protection. That's it. Yeah. I wore like the rosary beads and you know, I often listen to, you know, Christian rock groups like striper to show that I knew what was up. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever get into that band? <laughs> Not Striper. There was one, um, there was a, a band called like uh, Third Day that was okay. like worship sort of ska-ish pop punk. Oh yeah. This is a true story. When I was about a junior in high school, there was this really cute freshman and she had a little crush on me and she had never met like a Jewish guy before. She was super Christian, super religious. And she liked this guy named Michael W. Smith, who was at one point the highest selling Christian singer of all time. And I pretended to like him just to like hook up with this girl. I was like, oh, I love Michael W. Smith. He just has such a great message. Dirtbag. What the hell was I doing? Got to do what you got to do sometimes. I'm wondering, is there like a a Jewish version of Christian rock? Mm. Klezmer music? Well, no. I mean, the most Jewish uh, singers who have done really well are it's impressive i mean first of all they're all song, all the songwriters all the brill scene building guys you know yeah. then you got your bob yep. dylan's and your uh you know beastie boys and you know yep there's a million of them it's just most of them oh, you got your counting crows and your david lee roths you know there's a great book called jews who rock that i used to have it had like all the lead singer mc search right. <laughs> shout out brooklyn Brooklyn. Yeah, it's weird. There's um there's a uh, a small like following of, of there's there are some Hasidic rappers and I could send you links later. Oh, They're pretty good. But really? they like they, yeah, I've seen them shooting music videos. There's there's one black guy in the crew. I forget what the name of the crew is, but they you know, they represent real hard for the neighborhood and they shoot some pretty sick videos. Dude, I got to look at that. I was a big Modest yeah. Yahoo fan. Yes. Yeah. You know. Uh, he did a lot for Jewish reggae artists. He sure did. He might've been the only one ever, but Hey, I, yeah, I couldn't name another one. <laughs> oh, you, you mentioned, uh, the counting crows and it, it, um, reminded me of a story that is not mine, but somebody else told me who I won't mention, but they used to work for Adam Duritz's label. Okay. Um, they like interned there and, one of the tasks they, they they had to go drop something off at Adam Duritz's apartment in New York. Yeah. And he was running this errand and he, he really had to take a shit. So he got to Adam oh, Duritz's no. apartment, got in, he dropped off the files or whatever he had to do. And he was like, nobody's home. I'm just going to 
I'm just going to take a shit in his house. Oh my so God. He goes in, he lifts the toilet, closes the door, sits down to take a shit and looks up. And what do you see hanging from the door? A it's life-size hair. Po- oh, his hair? Like his, he took his, his wig hair. off? It's a complete wig. Yeah. That iconic hair. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, basically, based on the fact that I've been tracking his hairline for about 20 years. Oh. <laughs> I love it. He sits, oh God, it's just like this big, disgusting <laughs> yeah. mess of dreadlocks. Well, he, sh- yeah. he did shave his head recently. Oh, did he? I noticed he shaved it off, yeah. Looks, looks, it looks pretty good because it was looking like uh, some sort of dead animal up there for a while. Snoop Dogg voting for the first time ever, he announced in the 2020 yes. election. Yeah, what is Snoop? Here's my problem with that. One, he's 50. He's never voted. Mm-hmm. Come on, Snoop. He's done everything else. He's done everything. He's been in movies. He's directed movies. He's done uh, 25 albums. He's done a pimp porno movie. He's coached kids football. He's done the Martha Stewart cooking show. You can't get out and find a little time to vote, Snoop. I think you might have actually answered your own question in that. He's done everything, including serving time in jail for a felony. Good, good point. Wait, so you can't vote if, you've, if you have a felony on your record? It's different from state to state. So um, mm. I guess in California, you can't vote if you have an act if you're on parole or something else or you're serving like time at home or whatever but after that time is served you are allowed to vote but um one of the articles i read he didn't he wasn't aware of that he just figured he couldn't vote uh, uh, but he happened to ask his lawyer and his lawyer was like yeah you can totally oh so he's like all right i'm gonna go out so he's obviously a trump guy <laughs> that, we'll see I think the whole reason he's, uh, he's voting this time is because he wants to vote against Trump. I love it. Getting out there, getting some change in this world. My man Snoop, call us up. I interviewed Snoop once. No way. He was so high. So, yeah, I interviewed him at a Comic-Con. And he gets his arm around my neck and he goes, yeah, what is my nephew? Whatever. And I, I'm like, oh, what's up, Snoop? I'm like, how you doing? And he goes, you want to come to the green room with me? And I was like, the green room? And one of his bodyguards goes, yeah, yeah, you're, you're cool, man. You can come to the green room. So I'm like, what's going on in the green room? And, my, and they go, oh, everything's just going to be smoke. We're just smoking a bunch of green. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm about to get high with Snoop. So meanwhile, I have four or five more hours of coverage on TV for attacking oh. the show with my microphone. I have to be sharp. I have to be there. My executive producer, as I'm like walking into the room, like <laughs> grabs me. He goes, no. He goes, I can't lose you for the rest of the day. And I was like, probably such a good move. Such a save. <laughs> Shout out Vinnie Rutherford. Yeah. He like grabbed me and he's like, dude. If you get stoned with Snoop Dogg, you are not going to be able to pull off another interview today. And we have like 50. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That was my chance. What do you think it's like going to the voting polls with Snoop? I was thinking about that. Because um, can you imagine standing behind him in line and the, just the contact high that you would get? Right. Yeah. He might mess and up then, a lot of voters' votes. Everyone's just like, all of a sudden, I don't know what to vote for. What? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just write in uh, Doritos Locos Taco. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Ladies and gentlemen, in uh, this count- Los Angeles County's presidential election results are in. Uh, Joe Biden won by a landslide, but in second place, the Doritos Locos Taco. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing the little old lady at the like sign-in booth. 
giving him a, a I voted sticker at the end. Like, here <laughs> you go, Mr. Dog. <laughs> Mr. Brodus. Yeah. yeah, what's up? Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, you got to be careful. Don't, if you see Snoop walking into a polling place in November, maybe wait 20 minutes to go in after him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also amazed at these protests last week about one guy was sort of caught on camera with a flowered shirt on. They're like, oh, he's probably a member of something called the Boogaloo Boys, which yes. are a group of disruptors and, and agitators and, and whatever who wear flowered shirts as like part of their white power movement. And so now you can't wear flowered shirts anymore because people think you're in the Boogaloo Boys, whatever the hell that is. How did this happen? Like, you know how many lazy guys in the world have just relied on the flowered shirt for their entire lives? Like a Tommy Bahama beach chair, you know, a six pack of, you know, Schlitz and a flowered shirt. Like, that's not white power. That's fat dad. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And there's a lot of, a lot of dads who have just, you know, worked their entire lives, you know, pulling off late shifts at work um, in order to retire at 65 somewhere nice with a nice frozen drink and chill in a flowered shirt and now that whole thing is tarnished and they have to yeah. go with i don't know yeah paisley now there's polos or something you gotta go with a paisley polo and like uncle drank i mean that guy would have been arrested 20 times over our friend uncle drank that's his outfit so anyway if you're in the boogaloo <laughs> no. boys go fuck yourselves go fuck yourselves you ruin flowered shirts for everybody Yep. Robin Williams originally did it in the 80s. Then frat guys ruined it in the 90s. And now it's ruined again. Every, yep. It comes back like every 10 years. I'm like, I think I need a flowered shirt. Now I don't need one. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait this one out a little bit. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really see any of those guys out when I was out in the streets last week. Uh, did you end up doing any of that? Did you do any marches or any protests? Uh, yeah. So when we, when it first kicked off, I went down, um, we live pretty close to the Barclays center. So we just, we walked down and checked it out during the day. This was back when they had the curfew. So we didn't, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to play it safe and we didn't stay out after the curfew, but that's since been lifted. And what I've noticed is they've been doing sort of specialized marches. And my wife and I yesterday, we have bikes and we're avid bikers. So we joined the bikers march or ride or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, just, it was cool. It's like thousands of bike riders just riding down one of the main streets of Brooklyn. Traffic was completely blocked off. It was just all for bikers and it was all good. People, you know, protesters were all in good, good moods, good vibes. The, the cops were cool. They were, uh, you know, keeping their, keeping their cool throughout everything and all positive stuff. That's great. Yeah. And then today, actually, right out my window, um, there was a kids march. We just heard like, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, coming. Yeah, just coming right down the, the street. And I give them lots of props because they were, you know, it was, it was drizzling out a little bit. But these kids. Uh, Shout out to the out, future. So. Shout out to the future. Taking this world into their own hands. I love it. That's right. Exactly. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, what other, like, you have a kids march, a bike march, a bike ride. What else is there? Yeah, so um, this is starting to become sort of a trend, and I'm noticing that there's all these like specialized groups um, that are forming their own marches or protests. There's a lot of a lot of sort of archetypes that exist in Brooklyn, um, and some of them are planning their own thing. One, a couple of my favorites are there's uh, next Tuesday is the Cobble Hill Stroller Dads Ooh. are going to be uh, putting on their solidarity fedoras 
and uh, <laughs> marching down uh, St. Mark's with their, their kids in their strollers and the baby Bjorns. Um, they're just going to be whispering their chants because they don't want to wake up the, right. their son named Maddox. So <laughs> streets are streets, streets are streets. And it's all to the tune of Baby Shark. Whose streets do 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 our streets do 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 whose streets do 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 our streets exactly ah I would join the 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 stroller dads and the fedoras yeah I might just try to knock up my wife so we can join that but I don't think there's enough time not enough time to get that baby out and before the march yeah we got to let that that bun heat up a little bit first sure um yeah but there's I mean there's there's a couple other ones there's uh. There's a lot of dice play. I don't know if this is a, in LA, but there's a dice. There's a game called CeeLo. And uh, okay. a lot of the, the neighborhood boys are coming down um, to Grand Army Plaza, which is a central hub in, in Brooklyn. And they're going to be staging what's expected to be the world's largest game of CeeLo in recorded wow. history. Okay. Yeah. What's the prize? Is there a prize? Uh, the prize is a hour and a half long haircut at the Dominican barbershop of your choosing. Not bad. Not yeah. bad at all. Do you- mm-hmm. That's all you need is an hour and a half there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and it, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because even the, the Hasids are getting into the mix. Um, actually, today, this afternoon, they're setting up a Briss station in Williamsburg. You what? This? No. Yep. Yeah. And it makes sense because there's so many new parents that, um, you know, have been reluctant or hesitant to get their baby circumcised in the hospital wow. due to COVID concerns. So now they got to go to a, like a pop-up tent? Yeah. Um, they can just get snipped outside under a tent by uh, a talkative guy named Dove. What um, a deal. Good for you, Williamsburg. Exactly. Yeah. The only problem just got to su- wrap it up by sundown. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what sucks is like, the kid who probably should have had the bris when he was born a couple of days after he was born when they're not really aware of the pain. Now he's about two, three months old and now he has to get it. Uh! Exactly. Poor yeah. Guy. I saw a couple like eight year olds going in there too. And that, that's got to suck. Oh, that's, that's got to sit your son down and have that conversation. But you know, we Jews love a good bris because everything's half off. <laughs> oh, Hey, bring one back from the eighth grade. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, dude, that's uh, that's that's no fun. At least there's like a pop up. You know, like people have every truck, food truck in the world. You know, there's like the yep. truck and the taco truck. In LA, we have a headshot truck where people can go in and they take a freaking headshot of you in the truck, and it's ready in like 20 minutes. True story. Oh wow! Digital files. They edit it in there and everything. Brilliant. The Briss truck. That's what we're gonna open. Yes. The Audio Up News Network presents the Briss truck. Come on in. Mm-hmm. In and out. You know, half off in less than 15 minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some of those uh, those Jewish but Christian rock bands to come and, and play at the opening. <laughs> yes, we'll get a real moyle and we'll get yeah. uh, Steve, Michael W. Smith to sing you out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, what else is happening in the world? I, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Um, my wife was talking about how when she was younger, she always wanted to have a sex swing. Ooh, go what on. the hell is a, why? I'm like, what is that going to do? You just like push your woman and then it comes back to you and it's like, 
you know, <laughs> knocks the wind yeah. out of you. Like, I don't get it. And, and why are other playground equipment, you know, why is other playground equipment getting denied? Like, why can't we have the sex slide? Just lie down on the ground and your wife slides on you. That, that is a good point. The see the, the yeah. merry-go-round. You just got to be fast to catch on, you know? Yeah. I was always afraid to be the guy that, that actually r- ran outside of it and got yeah. it going. Yeah, oh, totally. And you had to jump on. So imagine having to run around your wife and then jump on her when she's <laughs> Exactly. And then, you know, why can't we just take a bunch of wood chips, you know, from the floor of the playground and have sex on those? Yeah, you could. I mean, you don't even need to have this in your home. Uh, with all the playgrounds shut down, there's not going to be anybody there. So you can just... Ooh, good go point. There you go. Yeah. All right. We are issuing the Audio Up News Network Playground Sex Challenge. Go have sex on a childhood <laughs> playground. Get arrested and send us your mugshot. We will pay half your bail. Deal? Only half. Only half. We can't afford much else. Sorry. Video must be there, by the way. We'll upload it to our website. Speaking of which, reach out to us at Audio Hub Media on all Instagram, social, all that crap. We have a lot going on at Audio Up. Uncle Drank launched a new song with Trinidad James this week called Hickstart My Heart. I like my ride from it, can you hit start? Hit start my heart. Gonna teach you how to country. Gulf Western, born and bred. Give me some tequila or give me some death. And it's already in the top 10. Uh, top 10 not downloaded songs of the week. And uh, <laughs> it's blowing up. It's been, it's been in my head all day. Have you been singing it? Singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First you take shot, then you let it drop. It is catchy. It's very catchy. We just need it to catch on, uh, which hopefully we can do. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Audio Up News Network. Liam Farrell's in Brooklyn. <laughs> yep. He's doing a bike ride and a stroller march and protesting everything with all the different dads in his neighborhood. My name is Zach Selwyn. And uh, please be safe. Please uh, take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Anything to add there, my friend? Yeah, just make sure you get your kids spayed and neutered. Play that cute little music. <laughs>